Uh, before we get started today, I just want to um, play back a little bit of fun audio. Um, Reese knows what it's about because he sent it on. You sent it on to the rest of us. So I just wanted to share it with uh, with the listeners. Now, Reese obviously uh, shares his wonderful tones, not only with doing the traffic, which you bring up all the time, but also commentating uh, rugby league. Last weekend, I couldn't make the game, but Reese was commentating uh, my sister playing in our um, one of our local women's uh, competitions, and was kind enough to give myself and my brother a little bit of a mention. 30 metres out from the try line now. Lewis again with the ball. Making some good metres. There's my sis. Just under 20 out now. Lewis's brothers claiming uh, her kicking style was all theirs. Both of them on the Twitters the other day. Wouldn't have thought so. Yeah, that was fine. I'm, I'm good mates with the Lewis boys. And let me tell you, I don't think they'll disagree when I say Jamie Lewis is uh, much better at football than they are. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> she she's disagree with me. <laughs> Back towards the middle. She straight away <laughs> agreed with me. <laughs> Absolutely, she is. But you don't even know them. <laughs> yeah. You've yeah, never seen them play football. No, 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 Mitch. No, no, no. Bring it down. Oh, Bring it down. Not Jesus, that one. Again, what? Come on. I mean, I've only got one chance to do this. So of course, I'm going to do it now. Play this instead. Play it instead. It sounded like Tim Burton's Batman. No, it's Guy Pierce, Memento. This is the theme song from Memento. Hang on, whoa, whoa. Can I, can I, what? Hang on. Chris Nolan. Are you plugging Memento? Christopher Nolan film? Don't bring that up. Just bring oh! in the guy Pierce. Bring out your phone. Bam. I'll happily play this. <laughs> Do your bloody intro. Now let's. Maddie loves Christopher <laughs> Nolan. <laughs> <laughs> this is the one that got him the Batman movie. Not really. <laughs> uh, is this what's this? Yeah, I don't remember. What that is this? Bit. What have you done? I what is this? I this is Star, Star Trek, Trek theme song. They get it. Jesus, <laughs> the line has to be drawn there. <laughs> this was a step, This was an episode of Star Trek. This yeah. was an episode of Star Trek. I had to do it. I had to do this had to too. Do this, baby. I'm totally fine with that. Yeah, it, it, from the get-go, it's way Mitch. too happy for a uh, Christopher <laughs> Nolan film. Um, yeah, play the roof. Is that, <laughs> is that the music from Star Trek or just that uh, episode? The first part was from literally from Memento, and right. then the second part was the opening sequence to Deep Space Nine. Because I knew that Brendan would know Brendan would know the Voyager one, so I went with the one that he hasn't watched yet. <laughs> I just watched the first episode. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, there you go. I was wondering why you're so depressed. Not very good. <laughs> <laughs> That and no grog for a few weeks. <laughs> Jesus, kill me. Fucking kill me now. Damo Edwards is doing dry July as well. It's not worth it. <laughs> it's not, mate. I could have told you that. <laughs> you went sober for a year. Yeah, I know. Dry, I know, I was dry 2017. It's not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> this is episode 131. We are talking Stargate SG1. The full Get Into Gate team is here. My name's Mitch. Joining me, Maddie. Ba 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 ba. Jesus, that's two. No, <laughs> that was just my hip hop air horn. Ba 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 ba. Good save. Brendan. Memento, one of the great movies. <laughs> <laughs> and Reese. G'day, guys. Reese is our first time viewer of Stargate SG1. If you're new to the show, he is watching each and every episode for the very first time each and every week. The rest of us, long term fans of Stargate, so we're joining him a bit of a nostalgic look, a bit of a first time look, and uh, we're just breaking down the glory that is Stargate SG1. If you're new right to the here. show and this is your first episode, that opening made no sense Not to at you. All. Probably clicked off because that was a mess. Yes. <laughs> he was like, what are maybe, these guys doing? Maybe they're Star Trek fans and you held on oh, to them. I hope so. Come on, guys. <laughs> The hooked. <laughs> Need to build an army. Zzz, got one. Okay, let's uh, see what the old synopsis uh, says about this episode. Throw it over to Reese and see what he thought. SG1 accompanies the X53 on its maiden voyage into deep space. What is it? X53. <laughs> My ass. Well. This is, what, this is what's on the paper. I'm uh, Rum Burgundy here. <laughs> X-53? <laughs> when the ship suddenly drops out of hyperspace, SG-1 is stranded with no means of getting back to Earth. Their only option lies in exploring a nearby planet where a Stargate is thought to be located, but O'Neill must first convince its inhabitants that they come in peace, a debate that could mean the end of SG-1. 
Well, it's pretty much the debate they have at every planet they go to, right? <laughs> yeah, we need to help. No, you're not. Like, okay. We're, we're pretty was, much masters at it by now. It was that super cliche progressive versus conservative back yeah. and forward, back and forward, back and forward, back and New forward. New ground. Yeah. Look, last week Ashley O said that she loves this episode. Top seven. And she couldn't understand why. And I agree. I loved the episode. You liked it. I loved it. Okay. It was a great episode. Top seven as well. I say great. (laughs) I was pleasantly surprised. It's not one that I would go, oh, yeah, I I really want to watch Memento. It's just, it's like, oh, it's one of those season six ones. Skip it. I want to watch the one where the. In the quadrio hyperdrive dies again. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I watched it and I was pleasantly surprised. I was like, this is a good episode of sci-fi. I you know like why this. I loved it so much? And it's because you could easily jump from perspective to perspective and you could see it from each SG-1's point of view or, or Stargate Command's point of view mm. and uh, these bloody um, whatever they were called. Don't even care oh, right now. Hot no. air balloon people. Hot air balloon people. <laughs> And weapon yeah, guys. The blimp guys. The blimp, yeah, blimp, guys. The blimp weapon guys. The blimpies. Blimp machine guns. Yeah, and that's what I loved about it is because, yeah, you could see it from this chairman's point of view where you're like, yeah. um, hey, look, like Thor. We love Thor because, man, we, we want to trade with him. We want to be his mate. Uh, and then you can see it from this commander's point of view where he's like, we've been done by this shit before. We're scared of the Gwai world. We get it. You can see it from his perspective. And you can also see it from our perspective as a member of SG-1 where we're like, we understand your concerns, but it's all right. We've, you trust us. We've yeah. got this. And then just the whole, um, yeah, give us access to your records. We'll find it. We'll get shit done. Like, it <laughs> yeah. was, yeah, it was epic, man. I, I like it too. It goes, we found the Stargate. And he's like, ah, oh, that was easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, my friend Jonas here can yeah, uh, read, can everything. read everything. Well, I mean, and Carter says she scanned from orbit and couldn't find it. It was two feet under the bloody ground. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Yeah. she stones, couldn't mate. find it. Oh, it's concrete and dirt. I um, I think the main Prometheus not as advanced as a shovel. Yeah, totally anachrober. I think the main highlight of this episode is the gate reveal. The unburial oh, yeah. of the gate, and it is much like the movie, the way they bring it up and the the sunset oh, in the background. It, yeah, perfect. Mm. It was all, or the sunrise or whatever it was. The sun. The sun was in the background. Behind it, yeah. It doesn't <laughs> doesn't matter which direction silhouette. it was going. It was fucking awesome. Well, because it was daylight later on in the episode, so probably sunrise. Mm. But, but it was, it was daylight shot. earlier on. It was, in the so it doesn't make well. sense. So it looks good. It was midday. Looks great. Look, it could have been. It could have <laughs> could have taken. It was winter. It could have taken winter solstice four Earth years for <laughs> it to go. Say, just Google it. <laughs> <laughs> We don't Google stuff, mate. No, not here. See, now, for me, it was it was the opposite. It was the first half that I enjoyed more than the second half, probably because it was more, like, spacey sci-fi stuff. Mm. But that that one shot where the Prometheus, like, ejects its hyperdrive, the, the, it explodes, there's that mm. shockwave as the Prometheus is, like, pulling away from the planet, and the shockwave follows us. Mm. 26 hards watching that is for yeah. me 26. I don't think I've ever had 26 hards <laughs> it's out of 10 mate <laughs> oh, that, that is out of 10 26 hards out of 10 fair enough that is the most beautiful piece of CGI I have seen in this entire show to date that was absolutely spectacular I don't know when that when that attack crashed was it a attack and skidded across uh, the land where Cooper spent half the uh, episode's budget. That was pretty epic. Oh, the cargo ship. <laughs> cargo <laughs> ship, yeah. Obviously, I'm joking. Knocked around some trees. That was pretty great. <laughs> Gotta love some uh, some model work. <laughs> no, I absolutely loved that. I could feel the shockwave. Like, that's, I think that's one of the reasons why we spoke about a few weeks ago, why I like that that chugging noise that the Prometheus makes. Like, whoop, 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 yeah. whoop. It was like I don't that like it. with the shockwave. The tugboat. Yeah, yeah, like imagine yeah. that in like honk, you know honk, Dolby honk. surround sound. That would have felt awesome. It's annoying in the when they were, when they were having the standoff and the Prometheus comes over top over the top of the Stargate. I thought, and it was just continually going wah 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 through the whole scene. I couldn't concentrate on what oh, the hell really? I was saying. I didn't really notice it. I loved that, especially the um, Prometheus has got your six SG one. I was like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I love that. O'Neill waits till he gets to the ground in front of everyone before he goes, "Hold your fire, Prometheus." Yeah. <laughs> Where were the guns, though? Yeah, that's what I didn't get. 
But like you look straight up and it's like all the guns are on the side pointing Flat. out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can literally kill you under the Prometheus right now. Yeah. You kind of shit. They could have just kind of rested it behind the gate so you see the bridge, almost, and the and yeah. the front yeah. turret guns. Or even the commander out. at a window looking out yeah. at them. Yeah. What up? Well, and there <laughs> there was some bad writing with that, like from the like the condition of the Prometheus from the start to the finish. So this is at the start of the episode. I would prefer not landing until we have our shields and weapons back online. We should have systems back up within a few minutes, sir. Within a few minutes. Then the end of the episode. Yeah. They're holding two of my men prisoner. We need the ship. Our shields are still down, Jack. If we take off and they open fire with those guns. Ashwan promised they wouldn't. Yeah, uh, yeah, that yeah. was stupid. It was really just an excuse for the president guy, the Ashwan guy, to be on the ship and be like, "Well, if we get blown up, I'm getting blown up with you too." Because I thought, yeah, yeah the whole the whole reason Ronson said, "Well, I don't want to land without shields and guns." No, I think he just mm. said guns without our weapons working. I thought, oh, okay, I thought he said it might have been well. both, but S- or systems. But and- I don't think she. But I think she only said, "Yeah, our guns are back up. Our communications never went down, so conveniently we can talk to them." Mm. But <laughs> our guns are back up. Uh, Radius right. shielded, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like everything that blew up. Also, what was Tilk doing when he walked over and put his head against the wall? What wall? When the when the ship was blowing up after the. Oh yeah, he's good at, at turning off the steam. <laughs> right. Yeah, he had to go and turn off that valve. Remember in um in the replicator one where they land on the planet full of replicators and natural selection. Yeah, natural selection. He just goes and turns off the steam. <laughs> That's what he does. Yeah. In Tin Man, he That's turned off job. that pipe. <laughs> he loves steam. Yeah. He's a steam guy. He's, no, he doesn't like steam. He, he doesn't like he's it. He's turning get, it off all the time. Get rid of the steam, for get, God's stop sake. Stop steaming up here. Turn that down. You want to have a sauna, Tilk? Yeah. Hell no. No way. Turn that That's steam off. That's why it sounds off. like a tongue. I'd going into the sauna and turn it off, yeah. to be honest. If it's an IR, sure, I'll get in there. That's why it sounds like a tugboat, though. It's steam-powered. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Steamboat Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see Tilk doing that. <laughs> Shirt off. It's like wearing some like three quarter pants. No, he'd be, he'd be that big guy that, the, that's behind uh, Mickey in, yeah. the, in that cartoon. Yeah, that'd yep. be Tilk. His name Bruno. Oh, I don't know. Something it's like just that. that. Big, big guy. The big unit. I kind of had an issue at the start of this episode. I agreed with O'Neill the way he's like, oh, we just start running drills. But at the same time, he kind of was dressing down. A colonel of equal rank, obviously, who's in charge of Prometheus. Well, was he of equal rank? Well, yeah, he could have been a brigadier colonel, whatever the f they are. Yeah, no, there's, there's, there's colonel and there's a full bird colonel. So yeah. I, I don't know if Jack is a full no, bird Jack colonel yet. Full bird, obviously, they didn't oh, say that, but he's dressing him mm. down in front of his entire like bridge mm. crew. And it's like, if that happened to Carter or Jack, they would have just pulled them aside and go, don't. Mm. Do that to me. Yeah, but See, Jack does that to generals. The colonel's not going to bother him. <laughs> yeah. See, that's what had me thinking that this was like proving ground 2.0. Mm. I thought for sure, like you said, Matty, you enjoyed the first half more than the second. Mm. I was the opposite because for the first half of this episode, I'm like, I don't want to see another. This is just a drill. Like, yeah. they're like, oh, let's, yeah, okay, this, right. it was a drill at the start. He said, he goes, if this wasn't a drill, then this is what you would be doing. Yeah. And this pr- is the only reason I'm here the, um, pr- with, with, with Haley yeah. and Grogan and all that. Right. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, like, yeah. oh, shit, we got a failsafe. Um, SG1 uh, Junior. Yeah. Yeah. What do they call it? What, what, not the failsafe. What's the foothold? The, foot, uh, foothold. Yeah, foothold situation. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit, we got a foothold situation. Like, it, that's what I thought this was, was yeah, when they okay. actually took off in hyperspace and they drop out. Like, how we drop out? Like, oh, it's, it's, it's like it was almost <laughs> like it was switched off kind yeah. of thing. And I'm like, oh, cool. There's a stowaway. There's a, there's a mole. Yeah. No, there wasn't a mole. Something right. just happened. And it's like, oh, look, there's a planet nearby. It has, no a, it has a stargate. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, really? And so they're going to make them negotiate with these people. They've already set this up weeks ago. It's just a big thing or they're like they're the Tokra that's wearing different garb because up until that point you go back and rewatch it SG-1 are leading the narrative every mm. suggestion that's made yeah. is SG-1 it's not what's mm. his what Ronson it's not Ronson yeah. and his people Ron Swanson. it's like when they run out of ideas you have Jonas going oh maybe uh, this could happen and then Carter going yeah I was thinking the same thing and yeah. so they're sort of leaning them they're suggesting maybe you guys should do this it's your call but this would be a good thing to do and mm. it gets them to the planet based off SG-1 suggestions I'm like god damn it this is just another 
drill. Well, see, and no, then you realise it's not. And I'm like, oh, okay, now I can yeah. feel comfortable. I wish that I felt this comfortable 20 minutes ago because <laughs> yeah, I, was restart. Just, I didn't care about the episode and now I do yeah. and it's half over. Which I found very convenient. Oh, we oh, can't use hyperspace anymore. We're stuck. Oh, but there's a planet there four months away. Oh, we'll never make that. Oh, we, we can still use it, just not like but fully use it. But why won't they make that? Why haven't they got enough provisions? Provisions for mm. four months, yeah. Where are they going? That, Around the block. Not, it was Yeah, it was only a shakedown cruise, so they didn't have full Yeah, but provisions. they're, they're lot, yeah, hundreds but of light years away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they, Surely. And they didn't bring a spare anything. No, nothing yeah. can go wrong, yeah. no. Yeah. Yeah. It's your yeah. main voyage. Yeah. Quadria, mate. Titanic? Calm the f*** <laughs> down. We got an Aquadria. <laughs> oh, they're always I can just imagine that a second scene. Don't let go, Jack. <laughs> Jack. <laughs> 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 There's enough room on that hatak for two. <laughs> <laughs> They're just happy to take those chances because they always think that the, the Asgard are going to be there to save their butts. Yeah. Just like rock up and be like, oh, we'll tell you home again. Yeah. And then they didn't they address Bro, that? He hasn't yeah. shown up yet. Yeah. 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 Even that, I thought that was, again, them uh, pushing the narrative going, oh, man, yeah. if the... If the Asgard were around to help, they'd definitely be here by now. We better just act out on our own. But I do like how Jonas kind of showed his superpower by memorizing the cartouche. He's like, according to the cartouche, yeah. there is a planet here, but we've never been we've able never to make a, a lock. Connection. So it's like, how do you know all that? Obviously, superpower. superpower. <laughs> yeah. He's awesome. So if I just go with it, man. Go with it, man. Um, if you want a little background on um, how this episode was created, have a listen to this. Love it. <laughs> I thought when you pitched this story originally that it was a very clever idea because traditionally we go to a planet, we convince the inhabitants that they are, they're living, uh, living a lie, as it were, to quote a South Park character, living a lie, and that they're worshipping a false god and that that's why they're uh, technologically uh, arrested. And so we usually have to talk them out of being uh, loyal to a particular god and, and then so that they can move on, progress uh, forward. Do you want to talk about... The, the pitch that you made? Well, yeah. I mean, the, to be honest, the, there wasn't much of a pitch. I, I was working on another story when Brad said, we, we still have the sets up for the Prometheus and we need a story. And so we started bouncing that around. And I think, you know, we, we combined elements of, of ideas from a lot of people. Brad loved the idea of a shakedown cruise to the Prometheus. Rob loved the idea of raising the Stargate again, like in the movie. And nice. I love the idea of, of getting paid to write a script. And so everyone... So all those ages everything, came together. You know, it was like synergy. It was like meant to be... Uh, there might be a future for us still, Brendan, in filmmaking. Like the fact they go, we've got the Prometheus set. It's all up, so we need a story yeah, set in there just something. so that we get let's some money's worth. Because Brendan that's, and, and Reese, when we were making our movies, it was like, man, we've... We're like going to someone. Shot. We're going to our mate's house for the first time ever, and he's open to us. Let's okay. Let's write a scene so we can use his pool. You know, <laughs> or it's like, hey, we've got toy lightsabers. Okay, sure, this is a grounded um, story about like low-level superheroes, but all of a sudden they have lightsabers because I own one. Yeah, like it just it's it whatever's cool. lying around. We need our surroundings. <laughs> yeah, right around the story. What, yeah, what you've got. <laughs> Rather, don't get what you need to for the scene. Right about around what you got. That was uh, director Peter Deloise talking to writer Damien. Kindler, I believe. That is correct. Damo. Big Damo, the Damo big dog. Kindler, just likes, likes getting paid, so he'll just write whatever. Absolutely. So you want me to write something about Prometheus? I'll do it. I'll do yeah, it. You're going right. to pay me? Absolutely. Shouldn't write the Prometheus, a two-part if you want. Shouldn't the Prometheus be controlled by the Navy? I often thought that because they kind of want it to be like it's a... Um, like an aircraft carrier type sort of situation, yeah, which are run by the navy, and then the air force lands their jets and stuff on it. Yeah, so, but it flies, guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it's a ship. Race. Yeah, it's basically a launching platform for three hundred twos. Yeah, so it's like really is an aircraft carrier, but yeah. they the air force just doesn't want to share with the navy, so they're like, you guys. Yeah, we'd rather share with the Russians. Yeah, but yeah, you think that anything out there should be the navy. Well, there was a nice touch because you're captain of every every other sci-fi. It's a captain of a sh- of a starship, you know. Yeah, but or what, commander. What, what kind of sci-fi sh- shows there, Brennan? Speaking uh, of that, the, <laughs> speaking of that, at the start of this episode, was were they paying out the like the the, the structured seriousness of like Trek actors? How they're like, yeah. Yeah. Prepare to... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, shouldn't they already be prepared? To <laughs> Prepare to... The, I, I am prepared. Yeah. <laughs> See? See, See how that's dramatic all? that is. <laughs> but just on what Brandon was saying, there was a nice touch with um, when they when they make contact with Earth, they, they're talking about a particular base on Earth, like a such and such base, and it's actually the space branch of the Air Force. 
So that was that. That was that. I think for Space me, Space Force. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, there was that nice little tie-in for me where the the U.S. Air Force does actually have a space division. So that's what brought it back for me for them not being sort of Navy instead of um, instead mm. of Air Force. It's just weird. I think like this is the commander of the thing. It's Colonel Dipshit. <laughs> like Colonel, well, you should be here. Well, colonel's <laughs> colonel's kind of the Air Force equivalent of a Navy captain. No, I get it. It just sounds yeah. stupid. Well, captain's two or three ranks lower, so... Yeah, but in the Air not, Force. In, not in the Navy. Yeah, but they're in the Air Force. That's what I'm saying. It should be the Navy. Yeah, but even in the Navy... I want to colonel my own ship one day. Yeah, but in, in the Navy... Um, <laughs> in the Navy, a captain wouldn't get an aircraft carrier. A general would get an aircraft carrier. You're thinking of pirates. Yeah. God damn it, I am. Captain Jack. Even, Jack Sparrow. Um, <laughs> Colonel Jack Sparrow. Yeah. And even to throw back to... This is, roll off the tongue. this is a deep cut to the old uh, Channel 9 Australian TV show Sea Patrol that I've referenced a couple oh, of times. Oh, of course. Uh, with old Lisa shit. McCune. Hashtag Sea Patrol. The, <laughs> the captain. It's trending already. We nearly had that show come back. <laughs> oh, I wish. Lisa McCune picked up a lot of work yeah. after you brought that uh, back up. We got the... another gold log. <laughs> <laughs> For season three of Blue Hills. <laughs> the ca- Speaking the, of Blue Hills. The captain of that ship was Lieutenant Commander Mike Flynn. In like Flynn. In like Flynn. They just called him boss. They didn't even call him captain or commander or anything like that. Australia. Because Australia. They was like, hey, boss, mm. there's there's something on the EOD. There's you know, there's a ship mm. approaching. There's a FFV, guys. There's an FFV off the port bow. What the f*** is an FFV, Cap? I don't know, boss. Foreign fishing vessel, mate. Fucking fishing fi- vessel. Oh, there's boat people again. Pretty <laughs> much. Shoot em. It was a five, five-season show about shooting boat people, really, <laughs> yeah. is what it was. <laughs> the um, the government's like, oh, this is too much like a documentary. Let's shut it down. Yeah. <laughs> so bringing back an old segment, how hard was your dick? <laughs> yeah. um, how hard was your dick, guys, when you saw that we'd built a set of rings into the Prometheus? Yeah, that was fucking sick. I thought that was super fucking yeah, clever. that was cool. Because mm. it's like we can now connect to like any Hitzhark, any base. Because, you know, they said a couple of seasons ago, it's like rings will find out the nearest set of rings. They all search that out mm. and connect. So we're just like, fucking take that goo old. We've got our own set of rings in our ship. Bluetooth we can, rings. Yeah, we can ring down however we want, but we can also then connect up to to your systems. And I'm yeah. like, that's See, I was really thinking clever. In the next series, I hope they, A, upgrade the, the yes. gate room in terms of defense. I think you mean the embarkation room. <laughs> of course. But what they could do in instances like this is just drop down a platform, a ring platform. With the exterior, with with like oh. a glider and just boom. No, that big armored melt from Forever in a Day. That just <laughs> yeah, that just rings down to right in front yeah. of the gate. Oh, yeah, yeah, I liked it as a, a bit of technology where like I saw it when they ring down in front of the uh, the commander when he's trying to take him hostage or whatever, and they ring down Jack and Carter and old mate ring down in front of him. I was like, that's a, that's a show of power. Like that's yeah. like Thor yeah. ringing into the true. meeting room. That's it. Exactly. Like, that's, we got. I think that's why I loved it. That's what I mean. Like seeing it from a different perspective. Like you can see it from our perspective, where it's just like, yeah, that's an easy way to get down instead of stairs. Whereas from their perspective, it's like, holy, f- they just appeared out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Like what the f- just happened? I give up. Yeah. Whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know if it was necessary to have that whole extra through line with that with that planet about how. They just destroyed their their history. Like they they only have written history going back two hundred yeah. years or whatever it was. I don't know if all of that was necessary. I think they still would have got the same wow effect of being impressed by us. And it's like, well, we've got our entire kind of history. We never at one point decided not to record a history to destroy history, and it took us forever to find the Stargate. So mm. it was, I guess, it was just a different way of just being making a point of difference for this planet. But yeah, I didn't see it as a huge. There was no real payoff for me. Like. There What's was that one point? line with that that one guy in the blanket that was helping out um, uh, Jonas and Teal'c. He was like, oh, well, you're going to be a popular man now. And <laughs> yeah, he's going to be a bigger office. I think for the most thing, it was it was for that, um, what they call him, the chairman, to have a reason why to trust SG-1, to be like, they can help us find out about our past. That's what we want. We want to learn from it. We want to find out our history and blah, blah, blah. I guess so. I guess to my thought would be like, well, we kind of do that anyway when when we tell people that, hey, guess what? You didn't grow up on this planet. You didn't grow here. You flew here. Yeah, true. Via Stargate, you actually all came from our planet. Yeah. So 
But yeah, I guess yeah, it, it, it but is a nice way to change. No, you're right. Up Without that, he didn't. He didn't even really need that. He could have just been like, "Hey, these people from another planet want I want our help, and we'll help them." Yeah, I because Thor. because he was very progressive. Whereas the military, like his military advisor guy, that sort of tried to do that coup, was the very kind of conservative guy. Yeah, it's yeah. Like no. Make make our planet great again, kind of thing. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but yeah, overall, I really enjoyed it. Like I know you said it before, race, but about seeing it from different perspectives, like that. Just it was just a different way of doing the same sort of thing we have seen a bunch of times in this series so far, where you are following that that military guy, and I'm like, man, I I I completely understand everything you're saying. Like, yeah, it makes total sense. Yeah, like mm. even to the point where, like, when we've asked other species uh, or not species, they're all humans, but for their historical records. Like, yeah, cool, here's some stuff. And it's like a nothing. It's 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 just between scenes. We don't even don't even really need to even see yeah. it on screen. In this they make a big deal of like, we're not giving you that shit. You could use that against us. It's like it's just what are they gonna learn from a couple hundred years of worth of records? Like we would pile as many Egyptology books on whoever the fuck wants them. Like, really, it doesn't <laughs> yeah. mean anything. Yeah, Here's Daniel's dossier. These are his yeah. notepads. Here, kill, go and yeah, sort like, yourselves out. You know. boots. Let us know if you find something we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and trust me, if you do, Daniel will show up and tell you about it. Um, <laughs> nice sweater, mate. <laughs> we get it. Uh, uh, thanks. <laughs> but Got it at Suzanne's. <laughs> I think that's where it got me. Like, I, I liked this episode. And I liked every bit about it. Just overall, it was just like, yeah, the first half I felt like it was Proving Grad 2.0 and then it wasn't that. And then the second episode was, well, who's going to side with who? And, oh, the military guy, stand down. Okay, stand down. Like, it just sort of wrapped up. It was sort of like there's a lot of nothing going on, but I liked every little bits and pieces that made up the, the story. Yeah. Like the yeah. fact, yeah, he, give us your history. Why should we give them the history they could use this? I'm like, yeah, why Why has no one questioned that in the last 120 yeah. episodes? <laughs> yeah. and, and in the military, like a very political, like you said, it's yeah, make a make our planet great again type thing. Like we, we see a lot of political divide and threats of civil war like this guy's worried about in this episode, but not a, hey, look, I'm here to break peace with aliens, you know, whether they be yeah. from other planets yeah. or another country or something. And no, I'm pro-military and them off our borders, them right off out of our planet. Um, it was probably the most political, political episode we've seen in in many yeah. ways, and yeah. all squeezed into twenty minutes worth. And of it was it. the two political, or the two um, the main guys on that planet up for political power, trying mm. to win yeah. the, the with votes ideological of the differences. Yeah, yeah. yeah but I think um, the the hardest part was that there wasn't really a resolution at the end. It's like, oh, okay, so the Prometheus is kind of stuck here for a while. Uh, we're going to be shipping parts back and forward so we can fix it and then it'll start sort of shipping up. But it's like, that's not happening now, that's happening later. Yeah. Um, but that does tie into the fact that they still at this stage still didn't know if they were coming back for a seventh season. So they were just trying to kind of set things up. Now, um, at the time that the story was invented, it was still, we didn't know that there was going to be a seventh season. So this was also, the fact that the getting the Prometheus up and running was also... Uh, you know, moving towards the idea that that the Prometheus was going to help us be a weapons platform in our in our last line of defense on Earth. Yes, it's it's another arrow in the quiver of of Earth fighting for freedom. You know. So I was like, yeah, okay, okay, fair enough. But yeah, I guess they were in a bit of a no man's land, which I guess is why season six gets a lot of slack. From fans, it's like, well, we've got this new Jonas character who's not Daniel, and then they're obviously in this sort of big amount of limbo of like, well, what, what, what are we doing? Yeah, there's a lot of uncertainty. What are we building around. to? What are we doing to? Yeah. So episode by episode. Yeah, and there's a lot of meh episodes in this season. Yeah, definitely. A lot of things that just didn't happen or nothing went anywhere. Yeah, yeah. A good, a good foundation never, never built up on it. Yeah, they're obviously confused. Is it meh in the sense that, like, do you feel like the the distance between the best and worst episodes of season six is a lot smaller yeah, than what other seasons have been. Probably. Because I, I, I haven't felt well, there like... Is, for me, there's no wow episode yet. Apart apart from Unnatural Selection, I did really love that. Mm. But everything else is that... What one was that? The one with the replicators. Yeah, that was the second one. Right, that's yeah. the one. The human form. <laughs> like, apart from that, nothing else really sticks out in my mind. Oh, there's been good stuff like, you know, The Other Guys, Cure, and Allegiance. That was a nice little sort of run that we had there, Mm. but not a wow tentpole kind of episode. Mm. It's it's not a fifth race. It's not a um, a wormhole extreme. It's it's not a Exodus or anything like that. It's just a good solid ep. 
But yep. I think this is that's what this season lacked was those big, big episodes. Mm. Full Circle, I think, does help that a lot Yeah, for uh, sure. at the end of the season. But yeah, so that's why I, I get little thrills like this when I go, oh, Memento might be something I'll add to some, some of my rewatches when I go, oh yeah, that is a good episode. So I can actually go back and watch that. Whereas normally I skip so many episodes out of this season. Mm. I think the the thing that always annoys me most about this episode and I'm like, oh, this is the one where they eject the Nequadria core and it blows up. But if they had have turned the ship 180 degrees and then jettisoned it, it would have gone away from the planet and you wouldn't yeah. have had this whole conflict anyway. <laughs> and they, so it's just, they had sublight engines, so well, there's no it, reason they, they couldn't do they it. They dumped it and then they turned away, away from the yeah. shockwave, like with that shot that I got 26 yeah. hards at. So that, that's what kind of, obviously this probably the CGI let it down more than anything, but yeah. it was it just, go that, the, that's what I remember in my mind and I'm like, oh, so they yeah. had, it's a, basically a storm in a teacup, the entire thing. Yeah. I think it was their first attempt, and you can give me a that's two for this, but this, it was their first attempt at doing a Star Trek episode, basically. <laughs> but um, no, I, I kind of want to just, just give it to you because, I mean, you're making a solid it doesn't mean as much when you ask yeah. us, do you? It's but, then, um, <laughs> but then they did pull a few things from other um, other popular sci-fi movies as well as inspiration. Starship Troopers. Yeah, I hope the old man is right, but this is going to be a short ride. I hope that old man got the tractor beam out of commission, or this is going to be a real short trip. Okay, hit it. <laughs> Nice. Very pick, close. Pick that up. And then there was another one which I think Mitch might actually finally get this now. <laughs> uh, uh, a bit okay. from the start of the start of the episode. There's a red uh, thingy moving toward the green thingy. What? Red thingy moving toward the green thingy. <laughs> I think I think we're the green thingy. Uh, oh, the answer still remains no. Oh, that was Galaxy Quest. No, no. Oh, I thought you'd done it. No, no. no. Every time I see it's on TV, it's you're like, that was done me. It now. Yeah, I watched it the other day. Yeah, one of the yeah. great movies. Great, you great missing show. out, buddy. Buzz Lightyear was in it. Buzz, Buzz Lightyear, Lightyear. <laughs> Justin Long, old mate that you love, um, oh. Justin Hammer from Iron Man. Sam that, Rockwell. That was yeah. him talking just then. That yeah. was him doing the green. That's thing. why I thought it was um, Hitchhiker's God for a second. Oh, was he mm. in that? Yeah. Yeah. I think I've worked it out, guys. The reason why I love this episode so much, it's because from the start where we where Jack goes to see the Asgard and they say, you have the potential to be the fifth race and we look up to them in awe and we go, man, that is epic. We want to be you. Like this, there's so much technology that you've got. It's so smart. You know a lot. And then in this episode, it's, uh, it, you know, it goes through to we, we are now what Thor was to us, to this planet we are who they want to be. We've got the technology. We've got the, you know. So what So what you're saying is you'd like to watch a TV show that shows the potential that human beings have. No, I'm going to cut you off right there. While exploring <laughs> space, hey, careful, being their best. Careful, mate. We're very early on. And you've had two already. Yeah, but yeah, no carbon. talking. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's <laughs> Heaps true. more action. Whenever there's just like talking heads, you kind of tune out. You need the, the bang, bang <laughs> yeah. stuff. To, yeah, yeah you know. I need the bang, bang stuff. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I sure do. Hey, um, just a bit of housekeeping. Where's the red dot? Xvideos.com. <laughs> <laughs> just a bit of housekeeping. Uh, Chairman Ashwan, beardy mink beard face, um, yeah. was the voice of Ratchet in the Bayformers movies. Oh, right. It's Optimus Prime and Bumblebee. Ratchet right. was the, the yellow Humvee, the, the medical officer. Uh, and he was also uh, Charlie Davenport in an episode of Gilmore Girls. Just thought I'd throw that one in there. Thanks. Uh, and then Colonel Ronson, Colonel no, of no. the Prometheus. All oh, right. Um, the other. So nice little tie-in to earlier in the season. He played Bolivar Trask in... X-Men Evolution, along with all those other voice actors from earlier seasons. Yeah. Bolivar Trask being the character that um, Peter Dinklage played in X-Men Days of Future Past. (laughs) Right, 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 right. And a lot of crossover between Stargate and and X-Men Evolution. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's Canadian um, production. Uh, He was also, uh, Mitch, he was was the sheriff in the um, Western episode of the season one of Legends of Tomorrow. Pew, pew. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and out, but... how's this for a crossover? He was in the pilot of Sliders. Oh, God, oh, what a show. One of the great sci-fi shows. I have about 20 episodes on my DVR that I'm going to try and see if they hold up, but I'm not game to press <laughs> No, they don't. They, <laughs> don't. they don't. That's what I'm really worried about. I watched a full episode the other day where... Um, Doesn't hold up, does McConnell's it? McConnell's brother was the lead in this episode. He's terrible. 
was? Yeah, Jerry bro- O'Connell's brother. Mm. But he was just over the top, overacting. It was, mm. ugh, yeah. Made me sick in it's, the it's, stomach. It's not a good sign when, when Jerry <laughs> oh, O'Connell is the most talented actor in the family. <laughs> oh, Tom Cats, mate. The Quadria sucks. <laughs> it sucks so bad. I, I feel like everything from that planet sucks. So... I just love when you have a, like an, that was a Jonas, oh, from Jonas. That was a Jonas <laughs> right. that was, yeah. yeah, that's true. When you have the aliens who 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 they've just found out about us and about everything that we're doing that we want to do, and they're like, "Why would you use something so unstable?" It's like, well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just giving O'Neill. We're the, desperate. Got, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've been but saying. But like, because the Quadra is so unstable, shouldn't they be like having a Stargate on the ship? I know you can't use it unless you're near some kind of celestial body, but perfect example of why they should have just had a Stargate on the ship. Yeah. Or do at they least, do that going forward? Or at least to back up something. Near. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even... A back up uh, light globe. Even Apophis had a Stargate on the ship. Yeah, right? There's yeah, a reason for it. And stupid. that worked out wonderfully for <laughs> <Ripper. laughs> an Iris. I thought the insinuation there is it could only be used while in orbit of a planet that already had a Stargate so you could use that Stargate's address. It would take over as the prominent gate. Well, no. So if we do have, how did if, the ancients do it, and how did the Goa'uld do have it? Have you watched Destiny? <laughs> how did the Goa'uld do it? They do, just brought it. They just bring a Stargate to a planet and go, "That'll work." Yeah, and dump it on the planet. Yeah. Yeah, where there's already a Stargate. Doesn't have to be one there. No, but Apophis ha- having one in in his ship. In his ship, he could dial it from anywhere. No, they said he had to use the point of origin of whatever planet he was orbiting mm. to be able to use his Stargate. Because remember, when we jump on board um, Apophis' ship at the end of Season 1, yeah, we dial and then we send back the melt and then the ship goes into hyperspace yeah, and then we try and dial But back if they break Earth, down like they work. did instead of going to down to the planet to have to deal with them, we just ring out. Well, my, just my, out. my assumption from the tech is that we would have to be in orbit of a planet that has a Stargate. It does have a Stargate. It's buried. At which point, at which point, why would we need a Stargate? Like, so we don't have to go down. We just do. Okay. We just control it. All right. Convenience. <sighs> cool. Or no, nah, just leave it, and then we'll just have to go through this whole episode again every <laughs> week. <laughs> we have to prove your history to you before you <laughs> yeah. let us use the Stargate. You kind of wanted something before when you were saying that we're assuming the role of the Asgard because you like if you broke down on paper, dot point style. How arrogant we were in this episode! That like we show up in this big old ship. <laughs> yeah. The first alien contact that they've had in centuries, that any of the living beings in that planet are aware of, is some monstrosity of a bomb right outside their atmosphere. <laughs> so they fire <laughs> up a so missile, true. and then those aliens have the like, like have, calm down. They have the arrogance. <laughs> can you just say, waste them for us? <laughs> Oi, can you turn off your missile? We come in peace. It's like what about the big. F- off supernova bomb you just nah yeah, an that accident. was an accident okay out of good faith bang but come on down right now or those are going to blow you to hell up oh okay, those are our last two missiles <laughs> <laughs> alright now that we're here um, yeah we're going to need to search your entire planet for a thing that you don't even know that's here we're going to use it for good though what yeah. is it uh, it's a super secret uh, uh, travel wormhole thing just get back to our planet it's not a big deal what is it what's it made of pretty super powered thing that we kind of also blew up the planet it's, it's all related doesn't matter we just need all of your history and all of your information on your planet, if you give that to us, we'll be fine. Luckily, just, it's just 1K up from where you live. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know where it is. We're just going to go looking for it and take your, some of your people. Point those f***ing guns away from our faces or I swear to Christ we will kill you till you're f***ing dead. Till you're dead. <laughs> it's like, what did they have to gain out of anything? It's like, that's what the Asgard do to us. It's like, we're here to help, but we're not going to. Call us when you need a favour. We won't answer the phone call. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. What's your number? Oh, not sure. <laughs> it's pretty impressive you so we're more arrogant than the times like we rocked up onto every single planet when everything you've ever believed is a lie. <laughs> yeah. We rocked up to the Nox planet and goes, we're here to save you. You guys can't protect yourselves. And they're like, no, no, we're fine. And we're like, no, no, we're here to save you. Yeah, and look at like, you. You no, don't even know fine. how to cut your hair properly. You haven't showered yeah. in like, I don't know, a decade. <laughs> Clearly you don't know how to look <laughs> after yourself. You from here. And then we rock up to Tanane's planet. It's like, nah, that's just a wolf, mate. Relax. <laughs> 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 Calm down, you're talking to animals, you f***ing yeah, idiot. We, we <laughs> what do you got to do, little motherfucker? <laughs> now give us your f***ing medal so we can f*** off yeah. of here, you crazy f***. Uh, <laughs> let us make war with your mountain. Uh, yeah, but yeah, you're right, it is it's just the next level of arrogance. Mm. Just being like, well, you know, 
We own this shit. Now, we heard in the director chat before, and Deloise was talking about this was still when they didn't know whether they were going to get a season seven. So you think about the placement of this episode. Now, with a lot of these episodes, they are standalone episodes. So whether or not they know roughly where they're going to fall or exactly where they're going to fall in the story order, this is the third last episode of potentially a series. It doesn't, mm. like you said, there's the, the elements of this with the Prometheus, that's there to build up to something, but the story overall is not a th- potentially third to last episode of mm. an entire franchise. So I'm wondering whether they did know, and then the same with the Changeling last week. If Christopher Judge is trying to wrap up Tilk's storyline, does he know roughly when that is going to fall in place? Because Tritonin, you would think, is a pretty big step forward or potentially a closure of Tilk's storyline and the Jafar ongoing. This is the first episode since then. No mention of it whatsoever. No. So it was like it wasn't that big of a deal. Now, again, I, I haven't seen next week's episode or the week after for years, so I don't know whether it does come as being a thing, this horrible after effects, but you would think it's this big payoff bank, Tritonin, you don't need to rely on Gould symbiotes anymore. And next episode, nothing. Yeah, he's just, and again, I know it's a standalone episode, but there's mm. just no mention of the Tritonin at all. It's like, and yeah, done, tick, close the box, we're done with that. Maybe story he drank line. it when he was yeah. turning off the steam. <laughs> That's well, and, and, and what a what a nice little full circle we come. <laughs> and potentially no resolution to the Jafar Rebellion because the last we saw of the Jafar Rebellion, there were just like a bunch of dead bodies on yeah. the planet. Yeah. So yeah, it definitely would have been disappointing if this had been the final season and mm. we got no um, no resolution to any of that storyline. Mm. I think the um, I think the Tritonin itself could be a good resolution because it's an option there for any Jafar that wants to join the rebellion mm. to then obviously become human per se and not rely on the Gua'ul. Not have to re- so they don't just have to rip out their uh, symbiote to kill them like it's. You know, if they want to go into battle, they can go into battle. Otherwise, mm. you can just take this and go live your life on a distant, faraway planet. Yeah. It's fine. And not to spoil anything for Reese, as I like to say, <laughs> uh, going forward, it does become a good plot point for that in terms it is a a way to get the, the Jafar out from underneath the Gould, but it's also a way for the Gould to exploit the Jafar. Mm. So it is it is a really good plot device moving forward. I think they treat it really, really well. Although I did notice in last week's episode, they said... Well, we're still refining it. We're going to work on a way to free you from it. But Tilk's on Tritonin for the rest of the series, mm. you know. But mm. I do like the, the the arc that it takes. They kind of just put him on the Tritonin and go, that's it. Tilk's on Tritonin now. Without knowing exactly what you mean, again, because I've seen the episodes for so yeah. long, but saying that the Gould use it to hang over the Jafar, like the idea that, you know, to, to parallel it with like True Blood, like the vampires that decide to drink like the process, you know, made up version of blood and then, then like real blood comes along and it's just like the ghoul come along with a symbiote going don't you want to stick this in your stomach <laughs> it'll, it'll make you feel good faking faking yeah. get that faking out of your system <laughs> it's time for the get, get into gate hairy mailbag We've got a bit of a tweet here from the jaybird she's back oh jay janey that's the one. That's what Danny's got a gear. Finally got the <laughs> chance to listen to the cast this morning. I have had I Am Thor stuck Thor. in my head all day with a bit of a gator gif there. Gator's going to gate. Absolutely. They're going to get you. Yeah, I reckon that was stuck in my head for at least a couple of weeks. Good. Good. I'm happy about it. <laughs> I'm loving it. Got a message here from... This is where I refer to Maddie's uh, correct pronunciations. Uh, Viljavug. I don't know where he's from, how to Vilja. pronounce it. I'm so well, sorry for butchering your name. Either, but so. what a fantastic name, and please let me know how to pronounce it properly. Absolutely. Ongoing. Hello, gentlemen. I like him already. Uh, though considering <laughs> your jokes, I can't imagine you being particularly gentle. Well You'd be Stop correct. It. Well, depends well, how big the guy is. Potentially not men either. <laughs> so, you know. I've been supporting your sorry excuse for a podcast for six months now <laughs> and finally decided it. to get my money's worth in airtime. Longtime lover of Stargate, hashtag infinity forever. Not really. God, that was shit. And found your <laughs> podcast after breaking up with my girlfriend. Didn't need her anyway. And needed some company for those long, lonely nights in bed. Oh, That's why why I did my best work. That's probably out. why I liked Maddie so much. No! She <laughs> He seemed like the cuddliest of you lot. I will cuddle the he shit. Is. Yeah, I, no one's arguing with that. I was. I was. <laughs> well, we high, get the best high school, I was called the human beanbag. Thank you very much. That's how cuddly I yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't because you you were like a you beanbag. You love to cuddle. Yeah. You, 
People like to touch your beanbag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Maddie knows about that because at the end of every podcast, a little bit of behind the scenes um, yeah. information, In the we all go up, give Maddie a cuddle, and just um, grow him. Yeah. Squeeze the beanbag. Yeah. Squeeze the beanbag. <laughs> Gentle. As, Sometimes uh, you'll wake you up shut. in the middle of the night in your own bed and Maddie's just cuddling you. I'm just spooning. <laughs> Look, I don't mind. I, some days I want to be big spoon, some days I want to be little spoon. I don't yeah. mind. Mm. <laughs> Actually, I do have a, I do have a uh, story time that I might get to for that uh, oh. for Patreon. <laughs> God, what a weird so I'm yeah. interested already. A, Maddie's got a spoon God, collection. <laughs> 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 Went and bought some new spoons from Kmart. It's a great story. <laughs> Good news, Viljar says. Inherited um, some... Since, since finding a new <laughs> significant other, my head is all cleared now and see that Maddie is mostly full of shit. Oh, <laughs> come on. That's true too. This is a stitch-up. <laughs> we are the significant other. Make sure you keep calling him out on it and poking him with hot spikes, verbally, but also physically, which would make for a great Patreon exclusive. <laughs> oh, imagine that. Oh, mate, poke uh, me in the right spot and I'll welcome him. The pouch poacher. Star Trek sucks, he says. The discovery oh. is kind of okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is the most untrue statement ever uttered. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just filling in for Lincoln while he's not here. Um, <laughs> this time, for real. Uh, glad you figured out that Jonas isn't actually that much of a dipshit. Keeping up the good, or at least funny work, and looking forward to when you get to the classics like Heroes and Lost City. Shellcake and then run. I die free. Absolutely. Sensational. Yeah. Vilja. I've uh, I've got a little one here for Brendan. Uh, he's been doing great. Yeah, he's mate. been our social media slut lately, just posting stuff like what crazy. <laughs> just trying to get us to go viral, you know? Just trying to... We'll get oh. one one day. <laughs> Brendan's been trying to make people get viral yeah. for years. Yeah. Whether they like it or not. <laughs> Whereas um, I've been successful most of the time, way man. before social media was invented. So Probably he's... a side note, though. Like, most of the time I go to the doctor and I go, I reckon this could go viral. <laughs> And he and goes, let me take a picture of it then. <laughs> <laughs> this has gone viral, but not in the way you think. So uh, we'll get plenty of likes. So from now on, like every time I go to a new doctor, I say I got a problem with my penis, and they don't. They're like, what? And I'm like, just have a look. Mm. It's, not, it's not big enough. It's not big enough. <laughs> What's wrong with it? It's small. <laughs> Hasn't been touched by enough doctors. It's gone inny. <laughs> That's the issue. It's gone inny. What do I do? Um, so yeah, so, so Brennan's been having a crack at uh, at the old meme, trying to do some memes, and he's uh, put up a, a picture of uh, some of the universe cast: TJ, Chloe, and Eli. Where did I pull that from? Um, I don't know. And the meme. Oh, you being, must Google things. <laughs> no, just then staring at them, I went, "Oh yeah, that's TJ, that's Chloe, and that's Eli." That makes sense. Good um, <laughs> next possible Stargate series: Stargate Friend Zone. <laughs> bit of a laugh, bit of a fun. I like that Reese laugh because he's got no context for it whatsoever. Because <laughs> he, he, he looks it. like a guy that <laughs> he's in the friend zone constantly. Stuck on a ship with... So, and they look like chicks that would put him in the friend yeah. zone. Yeah. Oh, and they do. Um, uh, so we just having a bit of fun with that. But uh, Nicole George didn't like it. She just replied, no. <laughs> no. Oh, because she doesn't like that as an ex... Yeah, next possible Stargate, Stargate series? No. No. Computer says I'm answering no. your question. Yeah, we, we weren't actually putting the question yeah. out there like, what do you think, yes yeah, or no? And what it depends on what your vote is, is what we'll do. Look, it's okay, mate. Yeah. People on Facebook are But that's okay. Yeah, we, awesome. we, we, we're going we're gonna to forward that to Brad Wright just so he doesn't get any shitty ideas. <laughs> yeah. Just, so, in just in case you're thinking of doing that, yeah. don't. Oh, I reckon that'll be a good sitcom. It would, actually. Canned laughter. <laughs> We need some of that. Hey, girls, how about a threesome? Ha, 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 ha. I was really listening to some of our early season six episodes the other day, and I heard us mentioning uh, in the Frozen chat that the one thing missing from that was bugs, you know, ice bugs. Yeah. Kind of thing. And then it made me realise, well, Ayana, she had a virus. That's just microscopic she bugs. Was uh, a bug. Cooper worked bugs into it. Anyway. Bug. Microscopic frozen bugs. Yep. Sensational. Deep frozen. Daniel Smith has got in contact with us on Danny the boy. Twi- on the on the Facebook. I've Smitty. got a couple of things wrong. He's recommended us on Facebook. Daniel Smith, D Smith. He says, uh, best Star Trek podcast with up to three Stargate references per episode. (laughs) (laughs) And the amount of love for Robert C. Cooper is unbelievable. I hope you got tagged in this. Really, though, best Aussie podcast about Stargate with four, sometimes five mates, having a laugh and loving the big old orifice. Big old orifice, yeah. (laughs) And it's just got a picture of uh, Robert C. Cooper there. I can only imagine it's... 
on his 17th birthday without a date to prom. <laughs> Just after he woken up by the look of him. That's the photo his, his mum's got above her fireplace <laughs> when you go into her lounge room. This is my son, Barbie. He's an executive producer. He just got a promotion. On the space show. He tells everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Try the roast beef. Iris closed. <laughs> so, uh, oh, what's Oh, look at I'm actually behind the Stargate this time, just so I'm completely out of dodge. I'm just lying yeah. down. I'm right can, away down, you can just, just crouching down. With a gun. If they if they start shooting, you just shoot them in the back. Yeah, exactly. I'm Very lying down spot. under the ramp, guys. I'm in the shitter. <laughs> Where are you, Mitch? I'm pinned up against the wall. Oh, <laughs> Tell um, Carter to get hello. off you because you've got work to do. Get off me, for God's sake. <laughs> I know you love me. Hi, guys. It's your favorite big honking homosexual, Scotty Flash. Oh, you oh, oh, off-world activation since you've given me a shout-out on your show already. Sorry it took me so long. This is some pretty advanced technology I'm dealing oh. with. Right Absolutely. See what I did there. I did. Saw <laughs> that. I just wanted to say thank you for the compliments on my arms and your You're um, You've earned them. speculation that I might be a bit of a whore. Well. No speculation. Just so you know, <laughs> in know. drag queen circles, what you did is called reading me for filth, <laughs> which means saying something devastating, hilarious, and importantly, completely true. How <laughs> dare you? <laughs> I'm going to write that down. If you want to know more about my sluttery and my love of cock and bum fun, then have a listen to my <laughs> podcast, which is called Probably True, and is available from all good podcast places. Excellent. Speaking of, thanks for mentioning me winning a British Podcast Award. It's great to have congratulations coming in from all around the world. Oh! See, Matty, it's not difficult. Pull your oh. finger out. Oh. <laughs> Anyway, you guys were talking about wanting to win a random award, and yes. as an award winner, I thought I'd grant you one myself. <gasps> it worked for Brienne in Game of Thrones, so why not? <laughs> so, Perfect default. Congratulations on winning the first ever Transcontinental Podcast Award for Current Affairs, or Lawnmower Maintenance, or yes. something. Excuse <laughs> uh, your own title. Mitch would actually love that award. Anyway, stick that on your website. It'll look impressive, and no one will ever check. Oh. Believe me. Just to get serious for a moment, though, you guys do deserve some recognition. I think I speak for all your listeners when I say, honestly, f- Origins. Yes. <laughs> all right, I'm done. Godspeed, bitches. Well oh. done, Scotty. Just so refreshing to have a professional in here for a change. Absolutely. How are those levels? A bit weird oh, to have a professional in here. Honestly, I was watching them, and they were so consistent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so a couple of... Couple of do, ten hours. Do give lessons, Scotty? So a couple of things, Scotty... You would never actually ask me to pull my finger out once. Yeah, exactly. No. So oh, just be careful there. there. And uh, secondly, definitely give his podcast a listen. I've been listening to it uh, for the last couple of days. They're great. Just little ten minute chunks. Some of like some some stuff would make <laughs> ten us... minutes. Nine minutes too long for me. <laughs> some stuff would make <laughs> us blush. Like it's um, not me, mate. It's pretty loose. Not some me. of his podcasts <laughs> take um, a lot. Have you heard Gibson Brothers podcast? You <laughs> know. <laughs> And thirdly, Scotty, I just want to just on I can't wait. just on that drag queen reference about uh, reading Probably you to true. filth. Does that make you trade? Can you just let me know if in drag queen circles you'd be considered trade? You can you can tweet me or Instagram me or whatever it is. Mm, I'm just bit of behind the scenes you want, there. You just want Scotty to slip into your DMs there, mate. Oh, I'll be bragging about that for weeks. Look at this stud. Probably true. Wants mm. to jack me off again. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, he's seen me biceps in yeah. the profile pic. Uh, wants me to pull my finger out again. <laughs> Might as well. I'm a bit of a whore. <laughs> How good does the word whore come from that accent too? Yeah. That's oh, brilliant. Whore. Like it's a, that's that's an upper class He's whore. got some Ricky Gervais to him, I reckon. Just that real nice sort of dry, mm. but then just cutting humour. I love it. Even at the end there, where he, I thought he was really setting us up there for a... He was looking all seriousness. I'm like, oh, okay. And he goes, I'm, on behalf of the listeners, I'm like, oh, we're going to get some kind of <laughs> origins. <laughs> ah, not the compliment I was hoping for, but one I'll accept. Uh, his podcast is like that, actually. There's a lot of really funny stuff there. And then he just... It's like an episode of Scrubs. He's just like, funny, 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 funny. And then just hits you with like some real like genuine stuff. And mm. it just makes you sort of think, and you're like, oh, oh back I, wasn't, on a, I wasn't expecting mm. that. Back on a Ricky Gervais, just like yeah. Afterlife. You're like pissing yourself, and all of a sudden, yeah. like, oh, I, I mean, like a minute later, later I'm, I'm, I'm I mean, I depressed. hope you like Ricky Gervais, Scotty. Otherwise. <laughs> yeah, that's no. all I think Scotty's a bit more articulate than Ricky Gervais, to be mm. honest. I'm a big fan of Ricky, but. Ricky Bobby. Articulates well. Mm. Big Scott dog. Pronounces the Queen's English correctly, is what you're That's what I mean. Gervais is a bit of a. 
something. <laughs> Whereas Scotty is. You just call more Scotty like a queen. <laughs> ah, the queen. He the, is the queen, the of, queen England. of England. He's our queen. <laughs> queen, of the, queen of the Commonwealth. <laughs> Got a few emails here from Arnold Rimmer. Oh, hang on. Yeah, does no, he know Scotty Flashart? <laughs> Obviously. No, nah, a bit of a bit of a crossover. Arnold Rimmer's uh, a character from uh, Red Dwarf. So another another sci-fi show you guys. Mate, I don't seen. think they like being called dwarves. No. It's the dwarf. <laughs> it's a dwarf star. Uh the <laughs> the subject for this is I love you. Aww. And uh, Thanks, it's, it's more of a vine than anything. Arnie, the first, hey, the oh, first well. one is Reese. Your father made you wrong. Oh, f- you Arnold. <laughs> then he goes on to say, "Fucking wrong." This is an <laughs> email form too. In so a separate it's not just, email. It's, yeah, it's so not just. We, we've received first, this in the post. Uh, first email was just Reese. Your father made yeah, you wrong. Yeah, that was right. seven forty-three, and so at eight oh five p.m. He's right. F-ing wrong. Eight oh seven. What? Twenty minutes later. Eight oh seven p.m. Very, very. F- Wrong. <laughs> He's chewing on this. Eight oh nine p.m. Very, very f-ing wrong. Wow. And then at the end, eight thirty-three. Some c- is eating all the chocolates. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Are we sure that's not coronemic? Because that's how he tweets. <laughs> Might be. I hope it is. Yeah, sub in chocolate for donut, and that's totally corky. <laughs> yeah. That's fucking hilarious. Loose as a goose. Wonder what uh, what uh, Arnold drinks. I think the question is what doesn't Arnold drink? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that cheap wine at the back of the cupboard. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Arnold uh, Rimmer, thank you, sir. Thank uh, you, Rimster. On the uh, Rimster. <laughs> on the Tweety tweet, we got a, t- uh, a tweet from Ramati Boy, and I think it was in regards to um, politics two point disclosure. Mm. He says that episode was rubbish. I turned it off and watched DS9 instead. I'm sure your podcast will be much better. It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> they barely are. <laughs> sure, bro. Well done. Thank you, Ramati boy. Uh, and then Damo Edwards backed it up on uh, the Tweety Tweets as well. Just a, little sh- just a little shout out to Stargate Command. He says the Stargate, app, uh, Stargate Command app needed updating. Next, it wanted the password changed. Done that, and it wanted me to resubscribe. Twenty bucks a year. F- that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stick to get into gate. At least I get more and way better content at Gibson Bros Pod. Oh yeah, oh, baby. <laughs> Hashtag f- Stargate Command. <laughs> <laughs> That is one of the great that's, hashtags. That's, 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 that's a hashtag trending. I can get behind. That's got to be a Bundy tweet right there, doesn't hashtag it? Hashtag Stargate Command. And saying that, if Stargate Command ever want us to come on board and fix the whole thing, I mean, that we're open to Oh, we're here. Let us know. Pay for our office. flights and accommodation, yeah, please. Yeah, we're yeah, here yeah. to hashtag unfuck Stargate Command. <laughs> so, oh, and we'll yeah. do it. I mean, if we can make the trending hashtag get like I'm pretty sure we yeah. can do wonders for Stargate Command. Get you know, in contact the thing that with annoys us. me about that the most is that Stargate Command could have been the next series, but they've tainted that. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah. it was going to be. They were going to rename the series yeah. uh, in season eight, and it was not going to be called a Stargate SG One anymore. It was going to be called sorry, State. no, season nine. It's yeah, nine called, and ten. Um, Stargate Command, mm. which they could still do, I think, but yeah. I don't. They can't name it Stargate Command now. Uh, Dave Clark's got in contact with us uh, via Facebook. Clarky. He says, I'm currently listening to episode 100, and I had to write this email. I've always been a high-pitched fan. Hey! Da, 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 da. I'm, here, <laughs> I'm waiting for a butt, though. There's a butt here, isn't no, there? No, it just says, I thought the rest of you guys were being too harsh on him for liking Star Trek. But? But after that episode... No. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, you talk about being such a huge Star Trek fan but hate Discovery. You you deserve all the shit you get. <laughs> Twice in one episode. Keep up the magic. good work. Best, Dave. <laughs> oh, I, I used to hate Discovery and now I just, I'm really apathetic about it and I just don't want it in my life. If you get something out of it, go for but it. You still but... don't hate watch it? No, it's not on. Well, yeah, but. Oh, well, I watched season two. It was yeah. a little bit better than season one, but it's still not for me. Yeah. So, if, but. All the Star Trek series, all the modern ones, Next Generation, DS9, Voyager, all got massive hate when they first came out. Yeah, right. Like Next Generation, which is the Patrick Stewart one, which is arguably the most popular. Yeah, it is. People the most blew popular. up in the eighties. This is back in the eighties. Mm. People writing hate campaigns like it's not Shatner, it's not the original Trek, blah blah. blah and now it's everybody's favorite. Yeah. So, yeah. if you get something out of Discovery, go for it. But I think it's shit. <laughs> I just don't like it because Shatner. it's a prequel and they talk like it's not two thousand nineteen. Yeah, it was just too many inconsistencies like, for the for the timeline. I'm not. Mm. Not about it. 
Yeah, I just ruined it for me because it's not in the timeline. It just yeah. doesn't fit for me. Yeah, and this is coming from a guy who's only seen like half the shows. So. I've seen them all except DS9. Argue, oh, and Enterprise. Argue with the best, mate. I went to the um, DS9 documentary by myself a couple of weekends ago. <clears throat> 25th anniversary. What does that mean? Uh, so the, cre- <laughs> <laughs> the creators of Deep Space Nine uh, did a 25th anniversary documentary and, and it, got a, thea- it, and it got a theatrical cinema. release. Go home. Uh, so I, I went out to Stafford. <laughs> Go home. Went out to Stafford by myself uh, a couple of Saturday nights ago with a bunch of uh, random uh, Star Trek fans and we sat there and watched it. I didn't cry though. I was really expecting Did you all dress up? No. Oh, oh, one guy did. I think one guy did. Look, this has got to be at least two in one. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing else, so I'm fine. I mean, with that. before between mowing lawns and Star Trek, I'm bored out of my fucking asshole. <laughs> Scotty, it's Scotty, right. that, that. <laughs> oh, put your finger back in. <laughs> <laughs> so I got thing in. Oh, is this a second? What? Two. This is a pretty one. Hit. Go home. Headphones back on now. Didn't we have this much time. <laughs> Hello, fellas. This is Kenneth Pricer here. Okay, I was playing around with my Amazon Echo today, and I came across this little gem. Um, Maddie, get your head out of the gutter, because <laughs> when I say I was playing around with Just it, sitting I was here. talking to it. Anyway, I came across this little gem and Don't thought I would it. pass it on. Echo, play the latest Get Into Gate podcast. Playing the latest episode of Get Into Gate, a Stargate podcast no from iHeartRadio. Episode 128, <laughs> Disclosure, SG1 6.17. Oh, stop uh, it. How good's that? That's 14 hearts. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Sensational. Hey, Price, mate. Hey, Price. Hey, Goods. Oh, we should have got him to do. Remember, someone else said you can set like the self-destruct on your on your Alexa. No, that's this is an echo he's got. Oh, okay. Sensational, K Price, love it. Episode one hundred. Oh, and I don't need that guy. <laughs> Jesus, I sound more nasally over several different speakers and recorders there. Holy Inception. shit! Wow. Um, before we go into has Reese been paying attention, I just want to say that I have been paying attention, so not necessary. This week. Okay, we'll skip it. Eh? Thank you, mate. Sweet. Not necessary. I know Save everything. Save yourself having to write five questions there. Eh? Yeah. Herawer, I mean, I'm sure you've already done it. Herawer, they've been to 133 planets. Um, Ronson was the, the colonel's name. Um, they went to um, P3X744. Yeah. Um, and um, uh, it, was, what, um, it was buried oh, under a... Um, I got one for what, you. What episode oh, did yeah. they reuse the, um, uh, the shot of the hyperdrive being ejected? It's going to be in the future. No, that, remember... Um, <laughs> Trick question. <laughs> uh, Prometheus, remember when we ejected like Colonel Simmons and he got floated <laughs> out into space? Remember when, when Jack opened up the um, right. oh, yeah. uh, the airlock and flew him out into space? <laughs> and fought the vacuum of space with one hand. Yeah. Mm. Um, it's actually just a... They just reused... They just they just um, clipped um, Simmons out and put the hyperdrive in. <laughs> Did we see Simmons going into space that episode? Yeah, yeah. Prometheus. Mm. Remember when he was taken over by the ghoul? Yeah, yeah, I remember the episode. Jack? I yeah. just thought we saw him go out the back door and we didn't see a, a yeah. wide shot of No, the... a, yeah, there was a shot of him yeah. just being floated into space. So this will be breathe. next try wins. According to Teal'c, <laughs> how many planets has SG-1 been to? 133. Correct. <laughs> if you... If you... <laughs> If you rewind the tape, you'll know that I. that's one of the questions oh, I already answered. You, mate. <laughs> Memento is also a name of a movie. Name an actor five from that five. movie. <laughs> Did you name the actor from Memento? Oh, Guy Pearce. Correct. Joe Pantoliano. See, I told you. I was that paying attention the whole time. Don't need Memento it. if he's dead. <laughs> oh, look, if I want to watch a really good Guy Pearce movie, I'll just go watch 33 Postcards. Were you, I didn't hear a word of that. Were you chewing Sorry, on a was, bloody fantail or something? Sorry, that Scott, was, Scotty Flash. That was me. I'll zip it back up. Well, it's funny you say that. I got a big red yeah. snake this time. Yeah. Uh, I said, no, if I want to watch a really good... That won't make the cut either. If I want to watch a really good Guy Pierce movie, I'll go and watch 33 postcards, oh, buddy. Oh, Count of Monte Cristo. <laughs> what? I still haven't seen that. One of the Van Helsing. Well, no, Every Link- Aussie actor except Guy oh, Pearce is in Iron it. Man 3. <laughs> One of the, great the point shows. was Lincoln was in 33 postcards. 
Oh, no. We Clearly, these two haven't seen no, it. No, obviously, I haven't seen... Didn't uh, know about it. Didn't tell me. haven't seen that Jack Irish either. <laughs> you I, know what, even, I think even Lincoln assumed... That the other week, he reminded me, he was, oh, I did this movie one one um, one time with Guy Pearce. Um, and, uh, anyway, so... crashed the beam Behind the scenes. And, and, and Sarah goes, do you mean 33 postcards? He goes, oh, do you know that movie? And I'm like, yes, you f***ing started it. <laughs> <laughs> we follow you. I've got a section in my DVD... Like, everything in my DVD collection is chronological. In the L section is every movie Lincoln's been a part Aww, of, right? I'm the cutest older brother ever, Alpha right? Lewis. That's adorable. Yeah, well, uh, Lewis, it's a joint thing, obviously. Yeah. Like, he wouldn't be there if it wasn't for me. And Boxer Boys are in the end there. Yeah, definitely, yeah. <laughs> Chronologically, that came first, Link. Remember where you got your start. Yeah. Remember who gave you your start, mate. Do you have tricky business, though? Uh, I do. No, oh. sorry, I'm thinking House Husbands, season three. No. I don't have tricky business. Oh, I see, I've got tricky business on DVD. Mother. Yeah, Gigi Edgley from Farscape is his co-star. See, all comes back to sci-fi. It all works. Full circle. Yep, bang. All right. And if you want a good look at Lincoln, that's the TV show where he gets full naked and has to cover himself with a cushion. So ladies... Oh, mate, underbelly rose. Ladies and and Scotty Flasher, Mm. jump on board. Jump into Reese's bedroom later and you'll find that out (laughs) too. Private. Head at Reese's place in Grand (laughs) (laughs) 11. Check out Reese's secret calculator in his phone. (laughs) Find some good videos. It's not secret. Just discovering each other. All right, that's episode 131 of Get In A Gate Memento. We will be back next week for the, my favourite word, penultimate episode Love of it. season six, mm. Prophecy. Won't be your favourite episode, mate. Now, last week, Reese, you had yeah. a Teal'c episode. Next week, you have a Jonas episode. Oh, I'll leave it at that. It's all coming together. <laughs> and potentially, probably, Daniel Free and All About Jonas. So it's, it's all happening. Oh, thank God. It's all coming up, Reese. And Joe then- and Paul wrote it too, <laughs> so that's something else. Oh, so it's on, on base. Yeah, and they, reckon it's, <laughs> and they reckon it's the best episode they wrote this season. Probably. Wouldn't be hard, would it? <laughs> Last one was Disclosure, guys. <laughs> yeah. Glad you said that. Cool was in it. <laughs> cool was in it. Last two minutes were great. And uh, if you uh, if you love getting to gate, and after we've if you want a memento, uh, long after we've finished doing podcasts, yeah, jump onto patreon.com forward slash getting the gate. Could get a giveaway. Yeah, you yeah, could get giving away, away. A, uh, mouse pad, Stargate mouse pad, which will draw at the end which of July. Circle mouse pad. Get into geek.